Yeah. I can do anything. Yeah. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I can do anything. Yeah. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Patrick, and I'm so excited to be back with you for the eight queer coming of age stories on the Common Sense Podcast. Today's story is a love story, and I'm telling you, it is so unconventional and so non-traditional. What happens when Danelle takes matters into her own hand to be with the one she loves? So, you know, my name is Danelle. I always tell people it's not Danielle because people think that I forget the I in my name. So when I was 20, gosh... 23, 24, you know, I decided to jump in a relationship and get married. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm fresh out of college, all right? I'm fresh out of undergrad. I'm looking for a way in life. My, and I'm just like, okay, my parents are telling me I need to get married and I need to have these kids. So some more context, my dad is Nigerian. You're about to be exact. And my mom is Pentecostal. No makeup, long hair, jeans, skirt stockings, holiness, everything. All right, so uh, they are anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-queer, as you can get. So, uh, you know, met this, met this guy. All right, you seem decent enough. Let's go ahead and do this thing. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I do believe that, you know, things happen in your life to allow you to grow. But like if I could avoid it, this whole five, six, five, six years span of my life, I would. Because it was nothing but drama, heartbreak and more struggles. So, you know, we get married, you know, the dude. Uh, you know how you know how some black men can be, okay? Like just I need to control you like this. You need to act like this. You need to be like this, and so forth. And look, honestly, I knew I was queer my whole life, but I, I just pushed it to the back. And even when I got with old dude, I told him like, you know, I've been I've been with women. Like, I've been with people. He's like, oh, okay. Well, you're with me now. Uh, red flag, you know, ding ding. So then, like, year one, you know, it was all the cutesy, you know, you're 25, oh, you're married, oh, yeah, I got my husband, ew, yay. Mm. But then, like, around year three, four, you know, that's when it really, that's when I really took off the rose-colored glasses. I wasn't this naive person anymore about relationships and things like that. So throughout this relationship, I was pregnant three times and I lost all three babies. And legit, nobody was there for me. Nobody. I was there for myself by myself. Like this one time, it was the, during the last preg pregnancy, um, like old dude had went home and then come back to hours later, like hours later. Cause I was in the hospital going through all of that. And I'm just like, where were you? And you know, during like my final 
Like during these five, six years in my 20s, I'm out here just navigating everything on my own. And, you know, you're like, well, Danelle, where was your parents? You know, where, where was they at? Nobody stepped in and said anything. No, they honestly didn't. So around year four, year five, I checked out the relationship because, you know, in a Pentecostal Nigerian household, you don't get divorced. You just do what you got to do to make it work. Okay. There is no divorce. You just going to stick it through. You're going to be miserable. But I was like, if this is it, if I'm going to be miserable for the rest of my life, I'd rather die. So, you know, here's Tumblr. Tumblr was big back in what I like. 2012, 14, 15, you know, everybody was on Tumblr. Everybody was a free gay queer self. So um, I had retweeted something, reblogged something. I don't remember the terminology now. I'm over 30. And um, I, it was something about Bill Nye, the science guy. And people in Texas were saying like, oh, yeah, there's no such thing as a moon. There's no such thing as this. You know how people, you know how people try to treat Texas like we don't believe science. There are some people who don't, but the cities believe in science, okay? You gotta go out to the boonies, they have questions. So then, you know, my current baby mama, you know, she was like, I'm from Texas. Uh, she was like, you know what, I'm glad, I don't tell nobody I'm from Texas, I'm from VA. I'm like, okay, I mean, we're not all bad out here, we are, right, okay? And so then, you know, we started conversing back and forth, having our little messages. Mind you, during this time, you know, I'm still married in my first relationship and uh, we didn't exchange phone numbers or anything for a while. So, you know, she would tell me she's watching Grey's Anatomy, you know, she's doing this, like just, just developing a foundation, just having conversations on Tumblr about whatever. And then, you know, I was like, I'm finding myself attracted to this person. Let me change my profile picture. Let me reblog a picture, you know, see, see what I look like, like in a full thing, okay? And then, so, you know, she returned the thirst trap and, you know, showed herself laying in bed with a Biggie Small sweatshirt watching Grey's Anatomy. I was like, okay, what season you on? What you doing? So, you know, we continue our conversations. So, um, then like a few weeks later, I'm out with some folks and I'm like, all right, I feel that you're safe. We chatted for a while. Here's my phone number. So we start texting. I was like, well, if you know the schedule of a teacher, there's testing season. So like when you're testing, you're tired, okay? At that time in my life, I had a set schedule, wake up four o'clock in the morning, go to work, go to the gym, come home, go to sleep. <laughs> I was just, just had my schedule. So then finally one day after testing was over, I text my wife. I was like, hey, how are you doing? She wasn't my wife yet. How are you doing? My kids are at gym, what's up with you? Oh, uh, you know, you know, I'm just chilling, just got off work. Cause at that time, you know, her model was cash rules, everything around me. She had all the jobs and everything, okay? <laughs> We were texting and uh, like at that time, my ex-husband and I were working at the same school. 
And, you know, I'm a real thug. I can't lie. And so, like, she would be texting me while I'm driving home. I'm like, hey, can you text her back and say this? And I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, we're just friends. You know, we're just talking. I don't want her to feel like I'm not responding. <laughs> when I think about that now, I can't help but laugh because that's messy. Okay. That is messy. Casual messages, just like, hey, how are you doing? You know, you're in school. What are you working on? Uh, how was your day? And at one point, he was like, I think that she likes you. I was like, what are you talking about, man? You tripping. Like, we just friends, okay? Full denial. Danelle, full denial. And I was like, man, you tripping. And so, you know, we continued our conversation. And like I said, I can't lie. I don't, I can't, I just can't lie. So I finally laid everything out on the table when me and her were talking. And um, I was like, what did I say? And I was like, oh, no, no, she did it. Because I didn't, I was married, but I wasn't telling people I was married. Okay. So she was like, she asked me a question. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm married. You know, we good to go. We're happy and all this. And that's just my outside exterior. Inside, I was miserable. And, you know, my wife, she asked me, she's like, so are you happy? Like, if you're happy, why are you talking to me? Like, hold on. You ain't got to call me out like this. Okay. You, you ain't got to talk to me like this. I was like, yeah, of course, you know, we're good. And, after, <laughs> and, you know, being real, being honest at that time, I had checked out the relationship. It was just, we were just there together. Because like I said, old dude was working at the same school with me, but old dude can't keep a job. Like, his, it's okay to have your feelings and express feelings, but dude, this is elementary kids. You don't need to go off on them every day. They just kids. Like one time, this dude was yelling in the hallway at fifth graders. Like I was coming around the hallway. He was yelling and I ran right back up the stairs. That was like, identity, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. And he just had a lot of childhood trauma, drama, all of that that he needed to work through. I was like, look, we good to go. We good, okay? Like, we fine. But then, like, 10 minutes later, I was like, look, was it 10 minutes or 10 days? I don't know. You know how queer relationships move. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, look, I am noticing that I have feelings for you, okay? And I just want to be transparent because we're talking, like, we started talking in April. And, you know, school, it was coming to school. It was, school was ending in May. So we've been talking for at least a month. And I was like, look, I'm developing feelings for you. Yes, I'm married. Uh, at this time, you know, President Obama was coming out with the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare. I was like, you know, maybe we can just be friends with Affordable Act Care Benefits. Okay. <laughs> Oh, gosh, like. So at this point in my life, like 25, 26, 27, I was completely fake. 
Like I wasn't being my authentic self. And when I was texting, her name is Crystal. So when I was texting her, I felt like I was able to be my authentic self. I didn't have to wear a mask to please her or I didn't have to like, you know, just front. Like immediately I just knew like, she's being real with me so I can return that. Because up until that point in my life, I had just been conditioned to wear a mask with everyone and be fake with everything. So it was just, you know, we talked about our dreams, what we wanted to do, schooling. And like, I was a, I was striving to work in my community more, but I didn't know how. And like, here's this person who had done marches and protests and, you know, constantly working in her community and just being authentically queer, being herself. And I was like, so you telling me this is possible? Like, I don't have to be miserable. I don't have to die. And she was in, and you knew she was in Dallas? Oh, so so she was, so it was like, where do you live? And she told me she lived in Webb Chapel. I was like, oh gosh, where's Webb Chapel? And lo and behold, it's just a 45 minute drive for me. Right? Right? So I was like, okay, Webb Chapel, let me Google map this. And I told you, I can't lie. I mean, yes, I was being fake, but I, I can't lie. So I was like, hey, 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 look, uh, ex-husband, how you get here? I'm trying to go see her, how you get here? <laughs> So I guess me being who I was, I didn't, I didn't feel bad for what was happening. I'm like, I'm being honest. I'm telling you the truth. It's what it is. And when I continue the story, you'll see why. Danelle was falling head over heels from this woman that she met on Tumblr. When you know, you just know. And you may think that you know how this story is going to go, but I guarantee you, you have no idea. Their epic meeting begins with Danelle at the gym with her then-husband and his family members. Y'all ready? So, you know, I told you Crystal's model is cash rules everything around me had a million jobs. She was about to go to her job. So I was like, hey, I am at the gym. How about we meet up? I'm like, look, y'all do what y'all gotta do, go do. I'll be right back, okay? I, I gotta go do something real quick. I'm gonna run to the store. I'll be right back. So we settled on a location. It was like 15, 20 minutes from me. We met at a Starbucks, all right? So I back in, get out the car. I'm looking, are you here yet? She hops out her car. She's like, hey, Danielle. I'm like, no, it's Danielle, but how you doing? <laughs> so we go. She had on basketball shorts. You know, she has her locks and everything. I'm just like, dang, yeah, you got tattoos. Okay, hey. Um, so, you know, we go online, get our drinks, and we're sitting outside. This girl is shaking like a leaf. I'm like, are you cold? <laughs> are you are you cold? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm just over here just like, hey, how you going? Nice to meet you. Hey, so yeah, okay, yeah. 
And, you know, Crystal over there with her social anxiety, uh, introvert person, just, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm good. It's like, all right. So we have our moments. We talk. Then we go to the car. And um, I was like, all right, fam. Well, you know, I can't stay away too long. I'm living this double life. You know, let's bring it in for a hug. <laughs> let's bring it in for a hug. So the first hug was a church hug, you know, butt out, arms extended. I'm like, look, we've been talking, you know, telling how much we mean to each other. You know, I'm telling you how I love you. I need for you to bring it in for a real whole hug. Okay. I, we need to touch body to body. <laughs> so we touch. And according to Crystal's story, like I was really hugging her, okay? Like I was trying to, you know, I was I was touching her sides and everything. You know, Crystal just standing there just, oh yeah, okay. Like, you know, when you know, you know, okay? When you know, you know. It was the first time that I was the aggressor. Yeah, it was the first time I was the aggressor. Like you knew this is what I want. Right? Like, this feels good to me. Yeah. Okay. Period. And that was the first time in my life I'd ever had that feeling. Like, when you know something, when you meet this person that you just don't have the words to describe, it's like, am I going to run away? Am I going to, like me, I'm going to embrace it full head on. Uh, so, you know... We leave and, you know, we're texting each other. You know, we, we texting each other. How good that felt, what that felt like, what we wish we could have done and all that, you know. So I go back to these other people and I'm just like sitting there the whole time, not even paying attention. And then we meet the next day. And, you know, you know how queer relationships move, okay? It was closer this time. It was like five minutes away from where I live. And uh, she worked in the area at one of her jobs. And uh, so like, hey, let's meet up. I was like, so she was so she was like, hey, let's meet up. I was like, okay. And so, you know, I make up this story, which wasn't too far from the truth. I got to go to the store, get some from my mom for Mother's Day. I know it's a random time, but I'll be back, y'all. So we go, <clears throat> we meet up in the parking lot, and then we go into a corner bakery and like snap sitting beside each other holding hands well i'm holding crystal's hand like i'm consistently feeling all on her leg and crystal's just like well okay you fast you aggressive well <laughs> and uh then it starts raining and we walk through the grass to my car and i'm wearing sandals and, you know, this is one detail that Crystal will never forget about me is that I hate wet ground and I hate when my feet are wet because of the ground. And, you know, so we're walking to the, through the grass, go get in my car. It's nighttime, you know, the lights and the panels and dash is all shining. Drake is playing, uh, you know, it, if you're listening to this now, it's too late, it's playing. And, you know, we just... I'm chewing my gum. And then Crystal, you know, she tried to pretend she puts her leg, she puts her hand on my thigh. I'm like, hold on. 
what you trying to do? Hold on a minute. <laughs> so then um, she's like, look, I need you to spit your gum out. If we're going to kiss, I need you to spit your gum out. I'm like, okay. And look, I never liked kissing. I never liked PDA. I didn't like people touching me. You know, yeah, I know. Until it got to Crystal. Okay. So we kiss and, you know, have that whole moment. And Crystal was like, if we had more time, you know, we can go to the back seat. I was like, say no more, fam. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, you know, go back to the people. And then once my ex-husband's family leaves, I'm like, look, I have feelings for Crystal. I want to continue the relationship that I have with Crystal. Essentially, how can I have, how can I have my cake and eat it at the same time? Because I'm like, look, Crystal is satisfying me, but I mean, what you want to do? <laughs> and I got to be honest, I don't remember his reaction. I'm sure it was just like, what? But I do remember that he was trying to angle it from a threesome. I'm like, this ain't that. Exactly. This, I'm like... Danelle and Crystal were building a bond that was unbreakable. But there was still the marriage that was on the back burner, still there until the straw that broke the camel's back. Like they had um I think this was yes, this was this was his second time being sent home because of his actions towards students. And I'm just like, what is the matter with you? Like, you can't keep a job. Like, we're out here struggling. You just let your emotions get in the way of everything, which is fine. But at the same time, remember where you are. Like, these are just kids. You can't keep hollering at these kids like that. And I was just like, I told Crystal, like, I'm like, F this nigga. I'm sick of this. Like, I'm going to just come over and I'm going to come see you. And I told Odoo, <clears throat> I'm like, maybe, maybe you need to go home, take some time, see your family, spend time with your family. Because our family lived six hours away from where we lived. And because, look, I was trying to make space for me to spend time with Crystal. Because I'm tired of your BS. I'm like, the relationship at this point is coming to a close with uh, the ex-husband. So I'm like, go home, do what you gotta do. So I invite Crystal over to my place and I'm just like, how can, how can we continue this? As I'm, as I'm sharing this, as I'm retelling this, I realize my actions. And I realized that, like, look, Danelle, you being messy. You could have just waited. But, you know, it's like, what about all the time that this dude inconvenienced you? Not inconvenienced, but just left you out there in the dry to fend for yourself. Where was anybody to look, where was anybody to look after you and take care of you? Not that I need somebody to take care of, but somebody that, just, that, that can just hear me and see me. Okay? 
So I'm like, look, Crystal, we about to spend this whole weekend together. We about to have our first day. We about to do all of this. And so then <clears throat> that is when pretty much my whole life blew up. Cause I'm like, look, when he came back from where, from his hometown, I was like, look, maybe we should take a year and separate. Okay, figure out what you want to do. Cause I'm not going to have sex with you anymore. That's just not going to happen. And so like after work, after the gym, I would spend a lot of time at, at Crystal's house, at Crystal's place. And uh, uh, this dude called my parents and told them where I was. And as soon as he called them, my mom started blowing up my phone. Danelle, where are you at? You need to go home. Where are you at? You need to go home. Leave that woman alone. Go home. And when I found out, like immediately when I found out that he did that, I'm like, you need to get your stuff and you need to go. I don't care where you go. I don't care what you do, but you need to get your stuff and go. Call somebody, tell your little friends to come help you pack. Bye. And uh, so, you know, he did what he had to do. And um, uh, I found out that my parents gave him money to get a hotel room. Like immediately that he called my parents, I never had a voice. I could never share my side. I could never do anything. I never got the option to come out the closet, you know, share my truth, share my story, because he took away all that from me. Am I mad about it? I was mad about it for a long time. Am I mad about it now? No. But if I saw him in the desert and he needed some water, I wouldn't give him any. I was like, you better go call my parents to get that water. Like uh, Toby said, you better, you better try Jesus because you didn't try me. You better try him since that's your way maker because I ain't got nothing for you. Nothing. Uh, so, you know, this dude being, uh, this dude being who he is, he was like, look, before I release you, I want to talk to Crystal. I need to talk to Crystal. Like, this ain't a good idea. You don't need to talk to Crystal at all. You don't need to say nothing to her. It don't matter. But I was like, Crystal, just so I can get all this behind me, do you mind having a conversation with him? And she was like, oh, I guess, I mean, you know, he ain't fixing to do nothing. He ain't fixing to say nothing. So when all his little, like, you know, the conversation started off calm. And then, you know... I guess, I don't even remember how it escalated, but you know, it went from it being calm to dude rolling on the floor crying. So, you know, he was like, Crystal can never give you what I can give you. I'm like, what's that? Nothing. Like you, you, your credit score ain't even good. Like you can't even cook nigga, like nothing. I'm satisfied nowhere, nowhere. You can't even be there for me authentically 
And, you know, this dude had the nerve to say, he was like, hey, you know, when I found that you wanted to separate, I went and looked up my first true love. And then when I found out that she was married, like, I just started busting out crying. I'm like, you're right. We were just, we were just convenient for each other. You're right. Being very clear, being very transparent, your feelings don't matter. You know, they don't. Like, I'm trying to make this whole process easy for you, but you never loved me. You were just here as something to do, as a way to get food, as a way to have a place to live, and that was it. I was like, I played myself. All the red flags, all the red flags were there. I played myself. And then, you know, these people in my so-called family have the nerve to say, well, I never wanted you to marry him anyway. Where were you? Where were you four years ago? You couldn't speak up then? My dad, well, I didn't want you to marry him, so I just let you go and marry him. So the only, you know, the two, the two shining lights, the two stars from this story was one, when I divorced this person and I said, I'm going to be my authentic self. It's not that I was hurt and Crystal came along to save me. It was like, I don't think y'all realize that I was ready to die. Cause I'm miserable. Nobody sees me. I can't share how I'm really feeling. I didn't have three miscarriages year after year after year. And y'all just want me to get over it. Y'all just want me to pretend. Y'all just want me to continue being fake. Y'all just want me to just be uncomfortable so everybody else can be comfortable. And so what I saw was everybody. The rose colored glasses were no longer there. The naiveness of the naive the naiveness of me believing and trusting people, it was no longer there. I was like, I see who y'all are or who y'all really are. All these people I thought were in my corner, they vanished. And so I had a wall up. I'm talking about family, I'm talking about associates, I'm talking about people who I thought were my friends. Everybody. And uh, so I put a wall up. This happened in 2015. I put a wall up until last year. Until 2020. Because I pretty much had to, that was one of my darkest, lowest moments. Yes, you know, um, the second star was Crystal, but still I had to figure out who Danelle was. I had to figure out who I am. And uh, when you don't have, yes, Crystal was there, you know, she had my back, but I can't base my happiness on her. So I didn't have my parents, my mom, she would still talk to me. My dad stopped talking to me for like six months. Family was just like, are you sure? Are you sure this is, are you sure this is who you are? You know? And you know, I was big in the church at that time. Look, I still love the Lord, but the church, they some hypocrites, okay? Like, when I needed people, nobody was there. Nobody. So, uh, I don't know, you know, like there's this club song that's like, F everybody, F, F everybody. That was my model for like five years. So, yeah, my mom, you know, she's, 
my mom is Pentecostal woman was like, Danielle, just do what you gotta do, you know? Just what about the Lord? And what does the Bible say? And don't you wanna be happy? Aren't you worried about going to hell? And all this other stuff. And uh, my dad was just like, I told him he stopped talking. And now, you know, our relationship now is just surface level. Like I just pay his bills. I just, I'm my parents' secretary because I don't want them to get scammed again. But uh, like when people see me and Crystal, like they see like, oh, you know, there's two queer people together. Oh, you know, y'all black love is so beautiful and all this. But what they don't realize is we ain't got nobody. We have ourselves. And it's so, it's so beautiful. Like, you know, when people have these coming out stories and people are there for them, but that's not our reality. That is not our reality. That's not our truth. And, you know, my parents, they condemn me to hell. You know, what about the Bible? What about this? What does it say? And, you know, they were just, hmm. Despite everything blowing up and hitting the fan, Danelle was focused. She was clear about who she was and what her goal was. Remember, this is a love story. And she knew who her true love was. But, you know, through that time, me and Crystal, you know how queer people move. We moved in together after four weeks, okay? Four weeks. <laughs> and uh, this was, this was, uh, our relationship was a clean slate. It was a place where we could build our own rules and do whatever we wanted to do, okay? There are no gender rules. There are no gender roles. Of course, you know, every relationship has its problems and its challenges. All right, me and Crystal, we took a long time getting to know each other. At the end of the day, this is still my person. You know, I love her. I don't want to be with anybody else. Out of 7 billion people, out of all these people on Tumblr, we somehow came together. But we had to let go of past issues, past expectations, and just be real raw and authentic with each other. So like when I finally came into my gayness, okay, I'm trying to be gay. I'm trying to do all the gay things. Let's go to the strip. I'll be friends with every gay body. Okay, I want to do all of this. Let's do all of this. And Chris was like, I've been there, done that. I'm like, no, 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 she did it with me. But then she's like, how long are you going to keep acting like this? Like, we going to go out every night? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but I realized it was just, a coping mechanism to mask everything that had happened previously. And so where are you and Crystal now? Where are we now? You know, we are, we celebrated six years, June 2nd. 
we have a two-year-old son. All right, this kid is into everything, but he is our little ladybug and the sunshine of our life. And, you know, we are just, we are doing everything so that our family can thrive and have joy. Like, look, if you ain't on this boat with us, if you are not here for our authentic queer Black love, then we don't need you. Like, if you can't honestly be here, if you're just like, well, I love you, but I hate sin, go get away from me. Okay, bye. Me and Crystal are taking the time to just be the best folks, parents, activists, scholars, community people, Black folks that we can be. Because too much of this world and the society is here to tear us down and expect so much from us. Our new journey now is being two moms and the constant question, where's the dad? If you don't take these heteronormative, patriarchal, cisgender norms away from us, please leave. I'll never forget my mom asked, hey, Danelle, so does he have a dad? No, he has two moms. And in Texas, I gotta adopt my own son. So these are, these are our new journeys. And, um, you know, I just, I always ask Crystal, I'm like, where were you? Where were you 10 years ago? Where were you before? So that I could have avoided all of this hurt, cause and drama. Where were you? And she was like, I don't know if you wanted to be with me back then because, you know, I was this and I was that. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like I said, I, I don't have any regrets except being married the first time. And uh, I don't know, now I'm just, I just live this queer authentic life. If everything can be queer, then I don't wanna be there. Except black and queer, no, phenomenal. As cliche as it is, be yourself. Like I've been, you know, Pose just went off and you know, all this queer house, black trans culture, like they found their own families. They found their people. So there's somebody who is waiting for you with open arms. There's a house for you. There's a family for you. So be yourself. And if you lose people, they weren't for you anyway. Thank you to Danelle. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for listening to the Common Sense Podcast. The Common Sense Podcast was written and produced and scored by Patrick Harris. If you want to know more information, hit me up at President Pat. Love y'all so much and I'll see you next time.